Counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and anger a million people with our bad faith arguments. <laughs> My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about another film on this list. Ridley Scott's 2000 historical epic, Gladiator. Gladiator was released on May 5th, 2000, starring Russell Crowe, Joaquin Phoenix, and Connie Nielsen. Before we set the stage to entertain you, I gotta ask you, great viewers, to make sure to leave a review for this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. That's right. Give us the a thumbs up to record for another day. So, how's your week been? My week has been uh, pretty interesting. Usual shenanigans, taking care of the kid, work, and uh, dealing with the wonderful temperature that we have in California this week. Ironically, we don't record, you know, we, we stagger episodes. So, this episode is being recorded during the heat wave uh, that has hit California. Um, so it's been quite the drastic week. Yeah, yeah. How's your week been? Yeah, I mean, same. Uh, it was just kind of stressful and, you know, lots of competing things, lots of good deep conversations with friends and family and all that. And uh, work is keeping me busy. And, uh, yeah, the heat is not helping. <laughs> <laughs> but today it seems like it's it's kind of overcast and a little like weird mood so yeah it's it's cooled down it's cooled down significantly from where it was uh, a few week a few days ago man right. I, I i usually rode my bicycle on on weekends and uh this one was one of those weekends where i was like i'm staying in i'm hematizing myself yeah it's it's kind of apt uh, to talk about Gladiator because uh, the queen died, and I, I kind of feel like uh, that's when she started having uh, her reign. Ooh. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, but it's, 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 uh, it's, it's been an interesting week. Um, yeah. And, you know, the queen's death, you know, leaves me of two minds she's been a symbol of stability all my life mm-hmm. and it's going to be so weird to see how things change yeah. but you know history is history and uh you got to do with all of that yeah anyway that's right so uh gladiator um i saw this movie with my father in the theater in 2000 in germany for the first time. How about you? I saw this movie in my um, hostel in high school. I was in boarding school, so we watched it as part of uh, our movie nights. Um, yeah, it left a mark on me. It left a mark on me. But I think we should probably talk about it during the debates because I don't want to give right. too much away. <laughs> All right, but before we debate, let's uh, bring everybody up to speed with a little synopsis. Gladiator. Set in the Roman times, the story of a once powerful general forced to become a common gladiator. The emperor's son is enraged when he is passed over as heir in favor of his father's favorite general. 
he kills his father and arranges the murder of the general's family and the general is sold into slavery to be trained as a gladiator, but his subsequent popularity in the arena threatens the throne. And we're back. So, uh, a lot of adventure, a lot of heartbreak, I guess. Um, let's figure out who's arguing for and against. Uh, what are you saying? Heads or toe? Heads or I'll tails? probably go with heads. Heads. Tails. Uh, so I get to choose. Let's see. I think I'll argue for this movie. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to argue against this film then. I think it was, I was actually curious to see how difficult it was going to argue against this film. But I think the crowd will be quite entertained with the points I'm going to bring up. And the witness will address this court as judge or your honor. First of all, um, the jury, the judge, the judge being all the ladies and gentlemen listening to this wonderful podcast, um, I'm going to not going to use historical accuracy as my main point of argument. I think it's, I, I'm, I'm, I, this movie is going to be reviewed on a movie basis. Um, how good the film is and all of that stuff. So all the historical inaccuracies, I'm just going to skip it. Now, I want to talk about this film from the perspective of the characters. Um, and this movie, I'm not going to lie, is very good. But then you get to the end of the film. And as we, as the emperor lays dead on the ground, we notice that the soldiers do nothing. The crowd do nothing but stay silent. The queen, the sister of the uh, of the emperor, Lucille, comes down and she starts to speak um, on a stage. And for, for a second, the movie feels like it's a theater play. Um, and that is, the, that is the main crux of my argument. The film has, you know, a lot of good things going for it. The music, I'm not going to argue for, for that. But at the end of the film, the, the, the weakest part is the characters and the interaction of the characters with themselves and the interaction and the end of the film, how it feels um, as Maximus lays dead. And instead of dealing with the fact that the emperor has died, she, she talks about the fact that, you know, uh, Maximus died and he has to be laid to rest with honor. It's a very apt you know expectation for a hollywood film but it takes out it takes you out of the movie experience knowing fully well that the emperor just lays there and nobody is taking account of the emperor so basically what i'm trying to say is for the sake of hollywood defined this movie which is what they eventually did at the very end um we'll get to see the characters being misused uh, in several ways. And the ways that I'm going to talk about the characters will be, you know, during the discussions, but that's the main crux of my argument. This movie has been Hollywoodified um, and the characters suffer the consequences of that. So that's my opening statement and I will push it back to Johannes to tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> Where to start? So, <laughs> uh, 
Um, I, Gladiator is kind of the ultimate revenge movie in in a lot of ways, right? You have somebody who's loyal to to the regime and gets betrayed, has his family killed, has a fantastic character arc from like high ranking soldier to slave to gladiator. You know, to the person that overthrows the uh, authoritarian regime and then dies. Like, that's a great kind of tragic character arc. Uh, it's supported by great visuals that still hold up to this day, for the most part. There's some funkiness there, but understandable. It's a 22-year-old movie. Um, the music is great. Super Hans is doing the Super Hans thing, and it works. Uh, you brought it up, so I, I, I think I need to mention it. And I think we see a, a very strong cast. Um, first and foremost, Russell Crowe and Joaquin Phoenix. I think these two are playing their roles very convincingly. Joaquin Phoenix is, is fantastic as the meek, but very brutal and um, kind of vile emperor. And uh, he has some of the most intense scenes, I think. And then it's, it's well done. Um, I think even back then you could see that, that he's, he's a great actor uh, in this role, even though I think the part itself is not necessarily that beefy. But all, all in all, I think uh, if you're in it for a revenge plot, if you think Punisher is kind of too, too bleak and too, too blunt, this one is fun. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's well done. It's a big production. It's a long movie, but it keeps you entertained. Um, like Russell Crowe's checking in halfway through. It's like, are you not entertained? And I think I am entertained. I want to see this again. Great movie. All right. So it's it's been a great uh, introduction by you. And I'm going to actually go into this film now. One of the things that I noticed about this film is that the characters, you know, they did a good job acting. I'm not going to take it away from them. Um, the question is, what was the range of the characters? One of the big yeah. flaws of this film is that this characters start at a starting point, and as the movie proceeds, they continue to retreat further and further into the starting point to emphasize the point. There's no range for the characters. Let's look at the character of Commodus, for example. We see yep. him come in after the after the battle, uh, after the war uh, is done. The king mentions this that you've missed the whole war. Um, basically to indicate that he's a slimy character. Um, and as the movie goes on and on, we see him do more and more slimy things, like sleep with his, try to, um, we never actually established that he was sleeping with his sister, but, you know, he was trying to Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones came out, um, doing some weird uh, sexual fascination with his sister, weird fa um, fantasy fantasization of his nephew um he just keeps getting slimier and slimier throughout the film to the very point where you know he stabs um maximus uh before the fight and you know tries to cheat his way uh to being the source of joy for his fam for this uh for the crowd so his character arc is very limited now, let's look at the character of Maximus. He starts off 
the hero puts the gets his hand dirt, dirty with the sand um goes in and fights the germanic tribe um and he comes out the hero after a hard fought battle now where does he go after this he becomes a gladiator where he fights several battles um and he comes out heroic despite how difficult it is the end of the fight was him fighting a battle where he was placed in a even more dangerous situation uh, where he was losing his life, uh, but he stood by his convictions. Basically, what I'm saying is, his character arc never grows beyond that. All through the film, he's just placed in the same situation several times. Um, and the the impotence of that is, the, the, the point I'm trying to make is like, none of the characters grow beyond their original introduction. I, I don't there's no growth in the characters leaving the film feeling a little limited from the character perspective. And you you know, there is something to be said, said about that. And when you now get to the very end of the film where Lucilla comes out from the stage and she stands and she's talking to the crowd and saying, Hey, give the soldier, uh, uh, a good burial, honorable burial because he died for Rome. Um, it feels like a theater production. Like, oh, the curtains are now done. Uh, let's let's all these characters that you've seen uh, f- throughout this film uh, who've not grown whatsoever. Uh, the play is done, and uh, let's just give this guy uh, honorable death uh, burial. It just feels artificial, given what we've seen of the characters throughout the film. Hmm. Um, so. You know that's the that's the crux of my argument. I'm not going to argue that the music is bad. That would be that would be a very uh, bad stepping stone for me. But I think the the point of the characters being very weak, or not necessarily weak, but very limited, is probably the strongest point I'm going to make. Mm. I think the the thing you bring up with with her like asking for for like a proper burial for um, the Maximus. Uh, character uh, like she tried to have her brother killed right so she was happy that that her brother died so of course she's going back like she she's helping the person that uh, got that done like she was actively conspiring with that with with Russell Crowe with the character right so she I think it's only logical that that's the importance and not her brother um so I don't think that's necessarily shallow. I think, uh, like, my argument is that I, I think the the arc that Russell that that Maximus uh, is going through is very compelling. Of course, it is to a degree. It's kind of one note, right? Because it's it's a pure revenge plot. Like, there's not not a lot of um, mental growth. That can happen in a in a movie that is based around uh, seeking revenge, because that that is the one and only thing that the main character is going for. And once that's achieved, it's it's a question of what happens after, right? And there's usually not a good good way to to solve that, I think, because that's the main motivation. It's it's like either I get this done, um, and I, you know. It, it, 
I don't I don't care if I die, right? I, I, at least I try um, to to seek revenge for my family, and I think that's motivation enough, and I think that's enough for this movie to uh, support a story that is, like I said, it's very long; it's almost three hours, but it keeps you engaged because it's flirting with politics it's flirting with the inherent danger of going against the emperor and it's it's figuring out kind of plotting a, a path towards achieving the attempt on this life and i think that's very compelling as for uh commodus i feel like in the beginning of the movie in the in the great opening battle he does come off as as this, as this kind of weak not really liked son of the emperor. Uh, yes, we see him fighting once, but it's he, you know he's too late to the big fight. But you know, like he he just comes off as as this weak character, and then that gets turned upside down when he's like murdering his his dad at the emperor, and then taking taking reins. And that shows us more about him and his character than anything and we then see how what kind of an effect his craziness has on the empire as a whole right because it gets more violent and um bloody and of course there's there's this aspect of people enjoy that that's thrilling and you know more and more and more and more but uh it's not the best way to rule right and i think that's that's why people we're also longing for him to be done with. So it's, I think it's a clever way to, to merge a, a, a very basic revenge plot with something that has some kind of politics, has an interesting storyline of a time that we don't usually go to that much. Uh, and I think like Roman uh, history is not necessarily a, a big focus in the U S so it's kind of surprising that uh, this is such a mainstream movie in my opinion and it's a, it's a fun ride it's kind of all i can say it's i mean you bring up some interesting points um but i'm going to i'm going to you know i think that the idea um i mean, one of the points that you sorry my brain is going crazy right now <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll take it up again. All right, cool. One of the points that I, I need to also bring up is, you know, the the way you mentioned that, you know, Rome is uh, not a popular topic that generally uh, people deal with. And it's generally true at that particular time. But, you know, in the 60s and the 70s or 50s too, there were Roman epics like Spartacus and, you know... It, Rome had always been in the consciousness of Americans. And, you know, we always, we always, we always, um, what do you call it? We always model ourselves around Rome. And whenever, you know, we talk about the downfall of America, there was like the downfall of Rome. So, you know, the idea of the Republic being destroyed is something that probably resonates um, with a lot of Americans, given, given that, you know, if, considering 2016 and a lot of the things that was discussed in 2016 and 2020, the core of the film 
is the core of America when you have somebody who's ruling everything. And the idea that the king was noble enough, the emperor was noble enough to want to return the power to the Senate is something that would, you know, resonate with Americans. The idea that the person who doesn't want the power is the one who should have the power is something that resonates with Americans. So this movie was built on those foundations, those cores, those Americanized values. Mm-hmm. Um, they, this is the reason why I call it Hollywoodified, uh, because they took basic American values, the concept of Rome that we have in our heads, uh, and they used it to make a compelling story about a revenge for one particular general who stood up to the emperor in a crowd and used the people as a shield to protect himself from him. So the whole idea is very, very simple. It It's effective for the most part. But when you look deeper into it, you start to see flaws. I'm going to give you one example, the character of Quintus. Quintus stood by the character of Maximus at the very beginning, at the very start of the battle. Um, And they go in into a fight where lots of their kin were destroyed. Uh, The Germans were (laughs) uh, your people. (laughs) Where they put up a brave fight. Um, And uh, at the end, these people, uh, they won the battle. Uh, The emperor is murdered in his... Um, in his bedroom, every single person knew that the the emperor was murdered, right? Yep. Even Quintus knew the emperor was murdered because it didn't make sense. The sister knew, um, Commodus knew, uh, Maximus knew, Quintus knew. Everybody knew the, the the emperor was murdered. Quintus makes a decision for himself at that very point. Uh, and turns his sword against Maximus, who escapes. Um, And then we get to the very end of the film, and Quintus, at the last battle, he stands with the emperor all the way to the very end when he tells his men to sheath their weapons, right? Sheath their weapons. Um, And after the fight, the emperor is, you know, dealt with. And... Quintus walks up to Maximus and as if to say, what would you want us to do now, Emperor? Which is a very, very, very weird arc to have because when you think about it, Quintus has no motivation to help uh, a Maximus at that particular point. He's at the head of the stuff. Maximus is going to die. What was he going to gain from that momentary point of should I say weakness? Because in reality, did you think that Quintus was going to do that and take orders from Lucilla or Maximus? Why would Quintus basically kill the emperor? It's The motivations are very, very weird. Yeah. This is the reason why I'm saying that the movie was Hollywoodified because these are not motivations that a real person would have. These are motivations that a make-believe person in a Hollywood film will have to give Maximus more impetus as he dies. That, oh, the army was with him. But the army, the army was never with him. They, they tried to stop him from escaping the night prior. 
they watched as he was stabbed. And at the very end, just before he draws his last breath, they were like, what would you want, Maximus? Um, it's not a... The motivations are very weird. And I think that this is probably the last point I'm going to make against this film. Um, but I don't know if you have anything to, to say about the point I just raised. I think it's it's just kind of the... I would say the main motivation to not act in that sense is you're confronted with a person that murdered his father to take to seize power. And that's a very volatile situation because I don't think that happens if you're just on your own. There's probably more things at play at this point, right? You just don't go against uh, the the leader of the country or the the empire um on a whim uh, i think that's a very planned out thing so everybody who goes against that uh putsch is in danger immediately and we see that with russell crowe's character right like he's to be executed because he didn't bend the knee kiss the ring do the all the things and so in my opinion, it's one of these might as well try to live another day and survive and figure out a way to solve this issue within the powers that I have. That's how I how I read kind of the actions there. And I think it makes sense because otherwise, if you don't have people on the inside that try to work against what's happening, uh, it's it's kind of hard. It's challenging to go against it. Yeah, it's it's an you know it's an interesting concept because I I feel like if he was malleable to change, he probably should have been reached out to by the senator. You know, he could have been reached out to by you know Lucila. He could have been reached out by you know by lots of folks. But you know, I I don't I I don't know if you have like any positive points you wanted to make about the film before we go into general conversations. Um, Oh, I mean, I I think it's a great movie. It's uh, entertaining. It's uh, great fights, big production. I think you can you can tell that a lot of the fights, like they had real uh, tigers there at some point. Um, very dangerous production. I read that Russell Crowe like had some some accidents and all that. Uh, so, so that's kind of thrilling. The they recreated the Coliseum a third of it. And then, like a lot of it looks great, uh, so so the the foundations of this movie are great because it's in this in this fascinating time and place where they did a lot of sets and, and kind of real things and they merged that with with uh, CG. And some of it is wonky, and yeah, in the big crowd scenes, you can see how they kind of copy pasted things and and all that, right? But that's just the necessity of the the scale of it, but I think the story is pretty relatable. The characters are likable to very hateable, and that is great. And yeah, like I said, the the main thing is: are you not entertained? And uh, I felt very entertained by this. So you know, it, it it gets the job done, and so so I think it's a good good movie. All right. 
Um, so I am ready to go to the sidebar if you are ready to go to the sidebar and we can talk Let's... about this from in general discussions. Let's do that. Overrule! Sidebar! Guilty! Speculation! Hearsay! Bailiff! Briefcase! Disregard! In my chamber. Stop Beaver on the witness! Arrest! We could totally be lawyers. Okay. So, this is the sidebar, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Um, I'm gonna say that this movie is very masculine. Oh, yeah. Very masculine. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think they're very, at points in this film, I could feel my masculine urges going rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> when he screamed are you not entertained i was like yes i am yes i am <laughs> it was uh it's a very it's a very 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 entertaining film um yeah. i also think that you know criticism aside you know the characters are very one-sided sure mm-hmm. but that that characterization makes it easy for anybody to follow the film because there's a clear delineation between the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah. Apart from Quintus, of course. Um, the the fight scenes were very were very good, even though there were points where the the camera was very shaky. Uh, but generally, the the fight scenes were very good. The stuff, the CGI holds up for the most part. It's not great i i mean if i was going to give it a, a a score out of five i would give it a three out of five because there were yeah. some scenes where they were very good and there's some scenes where you're like hmm, this movie must have been made in the 2000s right yeah. um <laughs> but I, I think in general uh the, the stuff's were good i'm gonna make a point about the character that you know joaquin phoenix plays you know joaquin phoenix has played very weird characters very yeah. creepy characters throughout his career um, of all the characters he's played, this is probably his creepiest and weirdest character. Um, not necessarily because, he, you know, Joker was creepy and weird, but this character that he plays in this film, every single time he was on screen, he was menacing. Um, we just watched him kill his dad while crying about love. Uh, this, we know that this character can do anything. The weird thing about it is, after he killed his dad, we never saw him do anything else crazy. But there was just that threat every single time he was on the screen. And I think that Joaquin Phoenix used that to the maximum. Um, And he did a good job of being threatening. The scene with his sister where they were having dinner and it was telling him about the story of Rome, about the family members that betrayed each other. That was a very, very good scene. Um, So good. and it makes me wonder why he didn't win an Oscar. Because honestly, I don't think Russell Crowe had a scene in this whole film that was as strong as that scene. Um, but, you know, Russell Crowe played the titular character. He played the uh, the character that everybody loves. Um, and he was the main, main character in this film. So maybe that's the reason why he won. Um, but in terms of acting, you can see the the kernels of how good Joaquin Phoenix is as an actor yeah. in this very film. So, I, yeah. yeah, sorry. Go on, I'm done. Okay, I, I I agree. I do think like Russell Crowe is very charismatic, right? Like he draws you in with his presence. Hmm. I think, and that's probably partially why he won the Oscar for it. I think the he's doing a good job. 
not only you know raining in the crowds at the in the Coliseum, but also the crowds in the theater. Because, like I said, you had a very like emotional interaction to him, like shouting, "Like, are you not entertained?" Right. So that's that is important, and I think that is uh, why it works so well. Uh, that said, Joaquin Phoenix, like that the scene that you mentioned. Uh, is extremely powerful. The other scene is the "Am I not um, merciful?" Yeah, am I not merciful? Right, which apparently was ad libbed, and like that was insane too. Right, like you, you could see him just kind of being high on power and high on craziness, and it, it, it it's so good, it's so creepy. Right, like my my argument against would have been. One of my arguments would have been that this movie is really about a dude that wants to hook up with his sister, and in order to get there legally, he overthrows the government, <laughs> right? And because, like, at, at the core of it, that's kind of it. Like, that's his motivation <laughs> to do all of this, to 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 trigger everything that happens in this, is because he wants to have uh, go go Lannister around, <laughs> and. That's kind of icky if you if you kind of deconstruct it in that way, mm. right? <laughs> and that explains why nobody really likes him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that uh, I will say that the kid. I mean, one of the things that he was able to achieve in his acting is that sense of somebody lurking in the shadows, waiting to take him out. Um, there is a sense, you know, the fact that he's too scared to sleep at night. He needs a sister beside him because he's afraid of the dark. It means that there are people who are being, who are, he's afraid of betrayal. Yeah. And when his sister betrays him, it just confirms every single thing that he's always had. And you could, you could tell from the way he acts that this is a fear is had. And a fear that was going to be with him throughout his life. It's probably something that motivates his character too. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, all, all in all, I think it's, it's a good, I, I've seen this movie a bunch of times and I, I enjoy it every time. I think the, it just does a lot of things right. And I mean, we mentioned the music a couple of times, kind of not trying to go there because it's, you know, Supans, but, you could make a snarky argument that, you know, the music is so good that it, it was reused for Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> right? Uh, because it's so obvious, but it it just works. Right? Yeah. It, it it works. It, it kind of keeps you moving, and um, so so that's good. I think the the to a degree, it's like the the, the more I think about it, I liken it more to like the Lord of the Rings level of like costumes and kind of detail like historical accuracy i'm sure you can you can pick a lot of it apart there but it's 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 not a documentary right like this this didn't really happen i don't think so and even if it did like it happened differently i'm sure so oh go ahead yeah i was gonna say like you can you can i don't want to judge movies on their historical accuracy because movies are not meant to be history lessons they're meant to show something in history but the goal of the movie is probably to entertain you yeah um and i think from that perspective it's difficult to argue about the historical accuracy because this movie is a movie that is basically fiction 
Yeah. We have real characters like Commodus was real. The idea of his sleeping with his sisters was real. Uh, Lucilla definitely plotted against him and he had her killed. But uh, yeah, and he didn't die in the fight. He was one of the only emperors that fought in with gladiators, but he didn't die in the ring. So it's like, okay, let's just remove all the historical inaccuracies and let's just judge this movie for a, for being a film. And if you look at the film, would it, I mean, let's listen. I'm going to give you one thing I, I didn't appreciate. This movie was up with Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons as movie of the year or best film that year. That's a good uh, <laughs> And uh, honestly, when you look at the nuances that were portrayed in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and you compare it to Gladiator and all the directness of this film, you kind of feel like this was the era where, you know, Hollywood was always going to choose Hollywood um, over any kind of film. Because Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, ah, is a superior film to Gladiator. Whatever you say, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was technically more, was technically better. The story was technically better. The nuances and the characters were so much more interesting than what you got in Gladiator. So this is the big bone I have to pick. And we can't go back in history, but we can at least give Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragons its its flowers now uh, with a look back. That isn't to say that this movie didn't deserve to be nominated for Best Picture. I think that even after many rewatches, this movie still holds up. Still very interesting. But I think that when you look at it from technicality, from the story, from the characters, I, I'm do I do I think it deserves to be higher than Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon on the list? No. But do I think it's a great film? Yes. So, I mean, one of the things that we always talk about is does it deserve to be, uh, be in the IMDb Top 250? Um, you know, it definitely is better than It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I think it's better than, you know, that uh, Italian film that we watched too. I've forgotten the name. Uh, a, a, a beautiful... A beautiful... Some, all these movies about life. It's yeah. better than all of them. Um, but is it better than Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? No. Is it better than Casablanca? No. But, you know, we've not, reached, we've not even reached Casablanca on this list. Uh, so, anyway, I'm rambling. Yeah. Um, it's... <laughs> So I mean I, I don't have anything to say to that argument because I have not seen Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon, and it's actually not on like it's not in the top two hundred even. Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon is not in the top two fifty. Well, it's not top two hundred. I'm I'm scrolling wow. down to see the last fifty spots, but yeah, I don't think it is. You know, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl is higher than <laughs> Crouching <What>? Tiger. <laughs> devastated now it's partially the music <laughs> anyway i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say anything Ugh, okay <laughs> cool um all right uh i have nothing else to add yeah to this That's conversation perfect. i need That's... to go home and think about what i just heard uh, <laughs> process 
It's good. It's good. Um, Raji, do you know what's next on the list? Uh, what is next on the list? American History X. Ah, American History X. A movie about pedo... Oh, sorry. American History X. That's the... Uh, the Graham... Um, Edward Norton. Edward Norton version. Ah, I like that thing. Um, but... I'm not going to say too much about it yet. <laughs> we'll probably have to wait till next episode to hear what I have to say about it. Exactly. And until then, leave us a like uh, and a review. We deeply appreciate that. And uh, if you didn't like anything, let us know on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I think we'll probably concentrate on Twitter uh, from now on. Reach us out. Reach us. Reach us reach out to us on twitter on at movie mistrial but you can also reach out to us on all the other social platforms at movie mistrial and we'll be more than happy to hear you try to break put put holes into our arguments uh and uh give us feedback yeah yeah you can do so at the contact at moviemistrial.com as well and until the next time sounds good cool take it easy <laughs>